Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Listening to the AZ Wildcast podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Great deal going on. You throw down $5 on conference tournament games, get $200 in free plays for new customers. All right, with Ben White, I'm Mike Luke. Arizona basketball is absolutely back at the top of the Pac 12 conference where it belongs. You know what? We make no apologies for this whatsoever, Ben. The Wildcats have been through purgatory the last three, four years. NCA sanctions. What's going on? Disappointment. Whatever you want to say, Tommy Lloyd was the right man at the right time. This team comes in here right now. They blow away everybody during the conference uh, season. During you got the Pac-12 conference tournament right now. And the Cats, you know what? Without Kerr Carissa, with Justin Kyer being in foul trouble for, well, essentially the, the entire game. game. This team still beats a UCLA team that, let's be honest, is a team that if they were in the Final Four, would not surprise anybody in the least. This is the team, this is the one that has like restored Arizona basketball to where it belongs. It has, and this is a game for Arizona fans that has been long overdue. Like you said, all the parameters going into this game. No Kirk Parisa, early foul travel for the Wildcats. A very much needed game in the sense that we haven't seen a game like this in this program no. in the last 10 years. No, we haven't. We and, haven't. And how many times, too, when there was a game and you're like, all right, we're looking forward to it and something happens. This team rose time and time and time again. I know it's a cliche. I don't care. Uh, Brian made a, Brian made the point before the game that no matter what happens, they are always there. They never get down. My guy Shane made a really good point, too. He said, you know, when Arizona was down 12, he told his buddy, hammer the money line. This team doesn't go away. And th that was clairvoyant right there. This is something unique. 
and this was everything this team needed come Pac-12, or excuse me, come NCAA tournament time. You got tested against a really good team, and oh, by the way, you're now going to be a number one seed, maybe in the West, who knows? Yeah, you're going to be a number one seed regardless whether if that's in the West or the South, and it wouldn't surprise anybody if these two teams meet up again, whether it's in the Elite Eight, Final Four, National Title, what have you, and like you said, we've talked about it all week. We've talked about it leading up to this conference tournament. How many teams in college basketball this time of year truly do go 10, 11, 12 guys deep? Right. And even when Arizona got down, even when you had foul trouble with your guards and Kyer and even Terry to a certain extent in the second half, you knew there were other guys who would step up because, let's be honest, at halftime, Matherin only had eight points. Right. And I think I tweeted at this time, and I mentioned to you, if Matherin has a game – that we've seen in the past come second half where he's able to put the team on his shoulders and carry himself. He did 27 points. Arizona won this game. No issue down and, the stretch when and, it matter. And it's been, it's the improvement of everybody on here. And again, we've got a billion comments coming in. Everybody, we're going to get to you in just a second. Sorry, I'm on cloud nine right there. Daylon Terry, let's use him for example. All throughout the season, it was always what Daylon Terry couldn't do. We know he's a great defender, but you know what? Daylon Terry can't shoot. Or, you know what, do you really want Daylon Terry being the one facilitating the offense? All of that went by the wayside right there. Daylon Terry, you watch him right now, and you're thinking to yourself, Daylon Terry can shoot. Yeah, you're thinking that could be a starting point guard for a national title team. I mean, leading up to this game, this is a guy who struggled all season shooting from the outside tonight, 15 points, 5 of 9 from the field, 2 for 4 from 3. And I think more importantly, not only what he did from a scoring standpoint, but the assist in the ways that he was able to get those guys involved, especially in the inside when you had somebody like, obviously you had somebody like, uh, you had all, I'm, I'm, I'm on cloud nine too, Mike, okay? No, no, no. You're let's, let's get this clear. Everybody's excited. We're all here in the midst of the, the trophy ceremony right now. Everybody's looking around. But yeah, Terry was a guy who stepped up when he needed to. The big key here, I think, is when you look at his assist numbers, right? Just Seven assists right. at the most optimistic time, whether it was getting the ball inside to Coloco right. or Ballo down the stretch, three or four minutes left, whether it was ditching the ball out and get, getting somebody like Tubelis going in the first half. He was there when Arizona needed him. The and most. you know what? You're not going to lose a lot of games if you've got your two starting wings going seven assists, seven assists across the board, making up for a Kirk Creasa being out of there, making up for a Justin Kyer not being in there. But everybody to a T has been the guy, have, has made what has happened here. This is a squad that was, wasn't ranked going into the season. A lot of questions. And a lot of times when you get teams with question marks, some pan out, some don't. Ben, this was entirely different right here in that everybody you had question marks about, they all panned out. Ben Matherin became the conference player of the year. Dalen Terry, we already just talked about him. Justin Kyer was a perfect fit right there. Azulis Tabellas, Christian Coloco. Adama Ball comes in, goes three, uh, two or two from three-point range, gives you some. Pella Larson, my bad. You know, that should basically be my... Should be a trademark at this point. And our guy Umar Ballo, who we're going to get to in a minute here, with something that is never done in Arizona history before. But, all right, let's get to some comments because, again, we want this show to be about you all, and you know what? All right, so we got Tina in here right now. Tina says, bear down, back the A. You know how we roll right here. Nick Howard has to be up early tomorrow, but you know what? He said he's here to soak in some UCLA tears. We're going to get to that here in just a second here. Randy T, bear down. Scott, that was a heck of a game. And you know what? Tina and Matthew Bothwell put it best. 
I'm crying so damn proud. This to me isn't even so much about the the the, the fan perspective here and that Ben this is just something to be proud of right here because you generally don't see a team play up to this type of expectation. Never get down and oh by the way, you see a team that now has an excellent chance of being a number one seed out last. Absolutely. And I think from a emotional standpoint, just looking around the arena, looking at folks as we exit the, the arena here with the, the tournament run, wrapping up, and you just see that sense of relief on people's faces. No doubt. Where it finally feels like it's over. Right. You finally feel like you're confidently in a position where you have the right coach, you have the right players, you're on the right track, and it's coming together a lot faster right. than everybody thought. And, man, it's long overdue. Yeah, it's, it's come together much faster than anybody thought. But generally when you have really good teams, there's some kind of turmoil during the season, some kind of infighting. I mean, you look around at the best teams in the country – this year outside of your Gonzaga, for an example. And Duke, it's, all right, well, what's going on with the handshake with Coach K at the end of the game? Or at Kentucky, you got all these injuries. Is everybody going to be able to really play together right there? Um, Auburn, same Auburn thing. loses six games, excuse me, loses five games to end the regular season. Everybody had some turmoil whenever Arizona was punched in the face. And they were punched in the face twice this year. Or, excuse me, three times this year. They responded incredibly well you think back to that tennessee game earlier in the year they go into knoxville knoxville and this was like the first time it's like oh gosh there's other good division one teams out there arizona goes on a big run after that then they play ucla in poly pavilion you could tell they got a little bit ahead of themselves and oh well by the way arizona may avenge those lost that lost there twice then, obviously, we're talking about uh, Colorado. Arizona avenged that. Anything that Arizona was hit with this season, they responded in a way that was really becoming of a team that is rightfully on the short list as per possibilities of winning the national championship. Yeah, I, th I think if you look across not only what we saw tonight, but if you've been paying attention to some of these other tournaments, whether it's the ACC, Big Ten, Big 12 might have you, it's really hard to come away looking at how some of these other top teams like Duke, you know, like Illinois, et cetera, some of these other top teams, the way they lost in these tournaments. You watch Arizona, and you watch the way that their backs have been pinned against the wall here the last three or four days, especially with Kerr being out on injury, just some of the officiating, which we're going to get to right, extensively sure. here a little bit with the officiating, the way the, the game was called tonight, and the foul trouble. This team has responded and passed every single test I think that you could possibly right. pass at this point when you look at all the top teams in college basketball right now. All right, let's talk a little bit about Matt. Let's talk uh, Randy Teed right here. I think he makes a great point right here, and that this is this is a this was a classic game, and it's not even so much that Arizona won, although that's a huge part of the equation right there. It's a fact that Arizona had every opportunity to say two different things. All right, we're already a number one seed, so you know what? We're down ten. Let's mail this one in. Great point. I know in the past, you know, Lute Olson teams when they would get a number one seed would, you know. I don't want to say that they were disinterested, but maybe just didn't want to be there. Yep. This team, there was none of that. And every time they would have an opportunity to lose a game or they would get pushed back, they fought back absolutely. And, again, this is just something that uh, this is something that I think a lot of people just weren't necessarily prepared for going into the season. And it's almost kind of like the clock that strikes midnight where you're like, all right, is there going to be an injury? Is there going to be some form of dysfunction? And not only was there not a form of dysfunction, this team, if anything, got 
better as the yes. season went on. And I think that's what's so unique about what we're looking at. That's here, what's ben. so unique. And they not only got better as the season went on, but the more hurdles that were thrown at them, it seemed like the better they played. Right. I mean, you look at the, what they did tonight defensively. Now I know this game was always going to be back and forth because UCLA has so many weapons and it's really hard to key in on one of these guys, whether it's Hawkins, Campbell, Juzang, you name it. But Arizona did pretty good from the perimeter. Right. 23% from three UCLA was. They made some opportunistic threes at times. But defensively, Arizona was doing great things, especially up front. And you look at what they're going into next week, whether it's playing in the south, whether it's playing in the west. And you have to wonder if Kerr's going to be able to come back, right? But right. at the same time, I'm confident that this team can come get together collectively just based on what we've seen especially tonight against what you could make the argument as the first, second, third best team in college basketball, wherever you want to put UCLA, I'm confident this team finds a way to the figure it out. The versatility of this team is absolutely something that you don't see in college basketball. And let's talk about Christian Coloco at first. And a friend of the show, Matt Mulebach, was texting back and forth with me, and we are just asking about, you know, what, what lineups are you looking for? And I said, my biggest concern is what are you going to do about Jaime Hawkins? Because – you know, anybody that's watched that guy knows that boy's a baller right there. That's that's a guy that's going to play in the NBA no matter what you think. Christian Coloco was the man that was on him towards the end of the game right there. And while Christian Coloco might not be the guy that you think, oh, yeah, you're going to put him on the six foot seven wing. And again, Jaime Hawkins got his. But what other big in the country at seven one yeah. is going to be on a guy at six foot six? And again, Jaime Hawkins got his. But at the same point right there. You're 6 of 17 from three-point range. You had 18 points, and you're going to take that every day of the week. 17 shots on 18 points? That's, I'll that's take that. And that's Christian Coloco that's doing incredible. that. That's not Dalen Terry. That's not Ben Matherin. That is Christian Coloco, your 7-foot-1 yeah. center. And it's funny because I, I saw this adjustment made in the second half, and you kind of think to yourself internally, okay, well, they're obviously going to let Hawkins get there. Right. Because, like you said, no matchup-wise, it just doesn't make sense. And what Coloco and was able to do – some guys are good enough, they're just going to get there. They're theirs. just going to get theirs, right. exactly. It doesn't matter who you put on. But not only was Coloco able to limit those things, like you said, but I think up front, whether it was Arizona pressing towards the end, whether it was Arizona switching up front, he did a really nice job of keying on some of those smaller, more versatile wings that a lot of bigs at that size – you know, with right. that length, aren't necessarily going to be be able to hang with. So, all, right. all kudos to him. And on I that think part. what is what is so fascinating about this team and how they have captured the community. I don't want to say that Arizona fans got a little lethargic when it came to Arizona basketball, but when you get beat down as much as you have, it was going into the season. Interest wasn't where it generally is. How many people on here, from Tina to other people, are saying we're crying right here about what? about what is absolutely happening right here. And yep. that is, this is a community feel right here. Chico, appreciate you, my man. There's so many people on here I got to thank. This show's only getting started, though, right there. So you yep. better believe that. All right. And, and as go we ahead. go back to this attitude that we've talked about from day one with this team where nobody's really expecting you to be here. Right. And I think Lloyd has carried that message not only from November but all the way to now in the sense that I think they truly believe that tomorrow is not promised to anybody. Right. For sure. And the way that they play, the injuries and the hurdles that they've overcome, I've yet to see a team in college basketball this time of year in recent memory do what they've done. And let's be honest, Tommy Lloyd's a slick customer here. We were I was at the uh, his opening media day, and he was asked about his expectations for this team. And the first thing he said was, I've been around good basketball teams. I know when I see good basketball teams. We got a chance to be pretty good here. Then he went on and he elaborated and he started talking about Christian Coloco. Christian Coloco is a guy that 
was, let's be honest, kind of a bit player. And I'm going to keep coming back to Christian because I think he's so emblematic of this team. Five points, five rebounds. Nobody's looking at him and saying this is an NBA player right no, there. No. And he goes out there, Tommy Lloyd, new to Tucson, new to the, uh, the entire community, saying this is a guy that has – he could be the Pac-12 defense player of the year. And he sure was. Everything this man said has come to fruition. And you, you wonder, what's next? Yeah. I mean, because everything he said has absolutely panned out right here. All right. Let's get to some uh, math. Brad Cohen. Great point. point here. Yep. Matherin was the best player on the court. Absolutely dominant performance and really took over in the second half. All right. Real quick. DraftKings Sportsbook app. Code word PHNX. If you don't know the drill by now, what are you doing? You throw down $5 on a conference tournament game. And if that team wins, you $200 in free plays. It's really that simple. Again, 21 and up, Arizona only. You got a gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. They'll get you all taken care of. Again, Arizona only. Eligibility restrictions do apply for new customers. If you wanted to back the A in this game or a new customer, you could have made some nice little money betting money line right sure here. could have. All of these uh, different options there. So, again, DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX. Brad Cohen, my man. You hit the nail on the head right here. And I was looking next to my guy Shane next to me during the game. I'm like, Ben's got to take over at some point here. This is your Pac-12 uh, player of the year. This is a top five to ten pick in the NBA draft. He was just kind of floating in that first half. He was. But you know what? He came out in that second half. You had a couple of the nice James Harden step back to the side threes, which, by the way, is not a travel. That's a shout-out to one of our friends out there. <laughs> and I was even okay with the char with the, uh, uh, with the the charge he took because, you know what, he was looking to slam that yeah, ball in it, somebody's face right there. That was a foul, not a pacificity or whatever, but by aggression yes. right there, Ben. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that dictated the entire way that he played. I mean, you got to remember, 27 points, but 15 of those came at the line. Right. And the way you get those is being aggressive and taking the ball in the lane, and I think Arizona really had no choice at that point because you couldn't put Kyer back in the game up until the five-minute right. mark or right. so just because he had so many fouls. Right. Terry obviously did great things towards the end and did a nice job of facilitating the offense there, especially in the second half. But offensively, you had to put the ball in somebody's hands. And who better than to put in a top-ten pick who yeah. is and, arguably your best player? And you know what, Nick Howard, as always, you've been a staple from day one. Another dude that hit the nail on the head right here. Can we talk about DT4 and his ability to make big shots? Yes. Dalen Terry might be the most convenient, non-great, but good shooter that you will ever come across. In that, if it's early in the game, you're probably not going to expect him to make that three. But how many big shots, whether it's wide open corner three, whether it was slashing to the hoop, whether it was dunking the ball in traffic, this is a man that I got beat up a little bit on Twitter, and you know what? I hope I'm wrong. This is an NBA player right there, and yep. you saw his macerate or his maceration. You saw his maturation throughout the entire season, Ben, highlighted by maybe his best game of his career right now, prime time against UCLA, you know, in front of everybody right here. Yeah, I mean, the, it shows. I mean, this is the time to do it, and I think if you're if you're Dalen Terry, um, it really shows the improvement you've made not only from day one of this regular season, but even going back to the previous regime in that. You know, this was a guy who maybe we thought would be a, you know, a, a C plus B minus three and D player, you know, by the time right. that he developed into what he is. But, you know, he, he certainly solidified himself tonight in the sense that he can carry this offense when he needs to. Yes. And he's respectable out there. He can make any shot. You know, he can space the floor. He can get guys involved. He can get the ball down low to Coloco and Balo. 
and that's all you need offensively. You need selfless guys on the perimeter who can hitch clutch shots and who can get the ball inside. Arizona, that's the epitome of yes. what Tommy Lloyd is doing here. As Arizona, again, was 30-3 and this season. And again, who do we have here that uh, made this point? I want to give them full credit. And it looks like the comment uh, went uh, down. Okay. Uh, Yatsev says, all right, Arizona, excuse me. My bad right here. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. Um. He says, best record in the NCAA right now, Arizona 30 and 3, Gonzaga 26 and 3. You got to respect everything that Gonzaga does out of conference because they play the best teams that they can possibly play. Get all of that. But the one thing that you do look at and you say, you get into the regular season and you do wonder, what exactly are they going to be doing? You know, what exactly. You're going to be tested by St. Mary's once. You've got about an 18 game roller coaster right there yeah. where the roller coaster is going all downhill. It's not going straight up. And so, again, 38 and 30 and three to me is a lot more impressive than 26 and three in the WCC. So, every year. Yeah. Every so, year. if you're going to say that Arizona, excuse me, if you're going to say that Arizona uh, doesn't, um, you know, doesn't deserve to be the number one seed. I would love to hear your argument right there for yeah. that because I don't believe there that. That's, I don't really believe that that's an argument that really holds any water right here. All right, again, let's get back to uh, let's get back to some uh, comments right here. And uh, Brad Cohen, uh, Matthew Bothwell, again, I wouldn't I wouldn't have made it through all this time without you guys. Have been all of you have been absolutely fantastic. I can't thank you enough for right uh, for this. Okay. And uh, let's talk with uh, Nick Howard. He said, "There's a reason why CK is the most improved player in the conference, Mike." And again, that goes back to Tommy Lloyd. And I thought it was one of the more interesting remarks I have heard all season. And I thought it was a little bit underreported, to be honest with you, where he was asked, what exactly did you do to push this guy who is kind of a bit player into the forefront where you're looking at, you're probably a first round pick. He's certainly an All-American candidate player. You're, you got the conference defensive player of the year. What did you do to be able to make him into that? And he said, and you're expecting you're expecting all of this different, uh, you know, uh, rigmarole, a long, about. thorough explanation. Yes, yeah. exactly. And all he said was, "We loved on him because everybody is different, and that's yep. what Tommy Lloyd gets." And this isn't meant to turn this into a bashing of the previous coaching no. staff, but I am going to criticize the previous coaching staff a little bit here, and that there everybody is different. There are some guys that you can get on. There are some guys that you can just say, "You know what? I got to get in your face because you know what? That's how you respond." Other people are kind of the disappointed father where you're like, you just let them know you were disappointed in them without screaming on. Christian Coloco is not looking to mess up out here. And so when Tommy Lloyd's talking about that, he's making the point that this is a guy that needed love out there. And you saw what he was able to do. Yeah, I mean, you saw what he was able to do. And that goes back to what we've talked about, what Lloyd's pedigree is from day one with this entire team. It's all about personal development, individual player development. Some guys are going to respond. You know, to the way Sean Miller would do things, you know, mm -hmm. heckle, yell. But in all fairness, in all fairness, though, you got to give Coach yes, a ton and, and I'm, of credit. Go ahead. I, and I, we're giving him plenty of credit. But trust me, when you when you look at the way that this team is put together and some of these challenges, and when you get these types of players, too, who aren't necessarily, you know, clear four or five-star guys who are right. high three-star, exactly. low four-star, they're generally going to need that chip on their shoulder and that confidence booster because they already know that they're underdogs. Right. They already know that there's ways to go when it comes to development. And they know that they're probably not going to be one and done. They're probably going to be there two, three, four years. And you need a coach who's really going to focus on their individual I've development. And you look at what Miller did, obviously a lot of great players throughout here, high four, five-star guys. I understand the approach, but I think the way that this roster is built 
it's perfect for what Lloyd is doing out there. I've had a lot of people, and anybody that listened to the postgame show knows that I was running on fumes last night. I lost my up. So here's what I did. I got the emergency. I've got the cough drops. I'm all stocked up. You know what? We could be here all night, and I'm going to keep rolling. More, with that the bit. more you comment, the longer we'll be here. That's so. exactly. So, yeah, you, you keep talking, and we're going to keep going right here. All right. Um, Jose Roman, interesting point. You've been great on Twitter, Jose. Appreciate all your input. He says, question. would you sit Kerr during the first weekend? My my entire entire belief in this spot is you play him if the training staff says that he's ready to go. If Kerr Carissa is ready to go, I'm playing him. I'm not looking to mess around because, again, you're going to win that first round game because it's a 16 seed uh, or, or whatever the case may be. Yep. When you start getting into that second round game, you start looking at that 8-9 seed where it could be a Michigan State, where it could be – yeah, where it could be in North Carolina, where it could be different teams like that. That's where you start saying, all right, these teams, even though they're not that good, still have legitimate and, talent on the other side and of the listen, court. And listen, this is March. I don't care if this is a, a low 16 seed. I don't care if this is a number one seed. If your starting point guard is being told that he's healthy enough and he feels comfortable enough playing, you play him. There's no question about that. I mean, this is March. This is when it all matters. This isn't December. Yep. So to me, that's not even a question. It's not even a question right now. We got our guy, Saul. Oh, hey, Saul, what's going on, my man? Let's add him to the stream. The G- <laughs> hey, there the he is. That makes everything happen right here. <laughs> U, of a, U of A grad backs the A to the fullest. Saul, you've been through it. You've, you've lived Arizona athletics. Just watching this team, what did you see out there, my man? I mean, it's a far cry from the last two tournament appearances I got to witness in person uh, right before the pandemic. So I knew that was going to be the last game. Right. And then Buffalo. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I mean, we've we've all been through a lot, right? And a lot. this performance, this performance as the game was going on, you just felt like normally, if Miller was coaching this team, the the lack of offense, I feel yes. like, would have just persisted because they couldn't get anything going. And obviously, we don't have like phenomenal shooters; we have adequate shooters, right, but we right. have great team play, and that's. I mean, it was beautiful to watch. It was beautiful to watch it all unfold the way it did because it was such a contrast from where we have been the last 10, 11 years. Saul, let me ask you a question. And Saul's a modest guy, but I'm going to pump him up a little bit here. Saul was a pretty <laughs> Saul was a really good high school basketball player, played some Juco ball as well. And you can look up those AIA records if you don't believe me. But Saul, when you were playing and when you knew that you had a little bit of a free reign to, if you messed up, you didn't have to look over to the coach immediately that you were going to be able to stay in the game. Talk about it from a basketball player's perspective, how important that is to know that you can make a mistake and the coach isn't going to start snarling at you. He's going to let Saul Bookman be Saul Bookman or whoever that player is. Imperative, imperative. And it's not imperative necessarily from a game to game standpoint. It's imperative for a development standpoint. As you go along the season, you get more and more confident because you know you can trust that coach isn't going to make you know a split second decision because he's upset in the moment. You know, coaches talk so much about composure, being in the moment, not panicking, and then you see some coaches do the opposite in the middle of a game, and that right. and that almost unnerves you even more, right? right? So, so I think what Tommy Lloyd has done is he's gotten on his guys, and I think you've seen him be a little bit demonstrative on the sideline over, you know, like last game with Justin yep. Kyer, when he made that error at the end of the game, he was really upset about that, Right, uh, the 10-second call. But he still let him play it through. He still let him play it out because he understands mistakes are going to happen. And that gives you free reign. It makes you – it gives you confidence, to be honest with you, to, 
to play your game because a lot of coaches talk about we just want you to play your game when they recruit you. And then when you get into their system, they're like, nah, screw that. Let's go right. ahead and make them yep. this to fit our offense. And that's just not how it goes. And everybody played to their strengths. I think so many times in the past we've looked at it, and even the really good teams under Miller, you'd be like, well, Rondé can't shoot or Nick Johnson can't create. It didn't even, it didn't even matter with this team. Umar Ballo comes in. Nobody's expecting anything out of Umar Ballo. I was just expecting him to get a few minutes here and there. And by the yeah, well, sure. He can't shoot. It doesn't matter, though, because guess what? He's going to get you five blocks. He's going to dunk. He's going to look like an all-conference caliber type player at the end. We talked about it with Dalen Terry. Not a great shooter, although a heck of an opportunistic shooter yeah. right there. But you don't look at them because those weaknesses aren't accentuated. It's the strengths that are put forward out there, Saul. And that's what great coaches do. That's what great continuity is all about. Absolutely. 1,000%. I just wanted to pop on here and say the first thing that came to my mind was this is different because I was there in 17 and 18 when they won the Pac-12 tournament. Right. Um, and it was great, and it felt good for all of us fans, especially, you know, the Raleigh Alkins dunk and things of that nature, right? This one felt different because you you bought in not only to the program and the players, but the coach. And right. it yes. very much gives us all Lude Olsen vibes. I mean, you can't get away from it. It's just right. a fact. Um, and so it's beautiful. And before I get out of here, I just wanted to say, Mike, You've been absolutely, and I'm going to cuss because that's what I do, fucking killing it out there, man. Uh, you have absolutely repped this, repped this whole fan base the best you possibly could. Ben, good to see you. And uh, keep killing it, brother. I I'm so proud of you, man. I appreciate you, my man. Good it's great working for a guy like you, Saul. I really appreciate you, bro. Okay. Now, the thing that I think is so – all right, now, and again, I'm going to keep going back to the thing that I think is so because there's so many different there's so, things, there's right? There's so many things. There's so many get. different things right here. But, um, again, hop on right here. Tell you all your friends because we're going to keep rocking this thing. As long as you guys keep talking, we're going to keep rocking this thing. All right. Looking ahead now, you start wondering, what exactly is the team that, you know, if you're Arizona, you're worried about? And, honestly, I'm at the stage now where I don't care about that. I've heard all year – whether it's on message boards, whether it's on Twitter, everybody's saying, oh, well, you don't want to play Kentucky or, well, you don't want to play Duke. They're big. Bring it, man. Kentucky is seven and six in quad one games. Duke is a team that has one win at the end of the and season. And lost by double digits today yes. in the ACC title game to Virginia Tech. Exactly. So, so I have no fear of any no. of those teams if I'm Arizona. Now, I do think that Arizona and Gonzaga are the best teams in the country, knock on wood, yep. but there's not a team out there that I am nervous about. So I think Arizona fans need to start getting this out of their head a little bit because in the past, even when Arizona was the number one seed, you start saying, all right, well, I really don't want to face a team that can score, or I really don't want to face a team that can really get up in the guards, you know, and force them to shoot. That's not, that's not a problem anymore no. with these guys because Lloyd can think on his feet and he's got an ability and he talked about this a little bit in the postgame presser, and I thought this was very, uh, very interesting, where he said that one of the hardest things for him to do was to listen to uh, some of his assistant coaches talk about, excuse me, talk about how he, he needed to be able to wall off the defense a little bit. Stop shooting the passing lanes as much. You got big men on the background, and Lloyd is not above that because, again, Nobody out here is Greg Popovich. Nobody out here is Red Arbach where it's, oh, you know, you're beyond reproach. Yep. This man listens. 
And when you watch him speak, you can understand that. And you can understand why guys rally to him. And you can also understand, and again, Shane was talking about, I'm going to give Shane some credit. When Arizona was down 11 or 12, he messaged me and he said, man, I just told my homie that I was going to, you know, you hammer that money line right there with Arizona. And I didn't dismiss it. And I just looked, I'm like, yeah, I think they can still win this game easily. Now, his friend didn't take the advice. He should have been on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Code word PHNX. You throw down the $5 on the conference tournament game. You get back $200 in free plays if that team wins. And, you know, again, new customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. But this would have been an absolutely great opportunity to hammer Arizona. They're a a one-and-a-half-point favorite. And you could add $200 to be able to do with whatever you would want there, Ben. Um, so again, DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHN. And whatever so happens in the NCAA tournament, no matter how far Arizona goes, I'm really happy, particularly the way that these games have played out the last couple of days, because I think it makes Arizona fans understand that true mindset shift mm-hmm. of we're going to look at individual matchups. We have our limitations to understanding that you can be without a Kirk Risa. You can have guards in foul trouble. And you can still find ways to win, not only ways to win, but beat arguably one of the best teams in college basketball. So it's a completely different mindset change. And whatever happens, happens. But I think this is a turning point for the program from that Sean Miller to that Tommy Lloyd. One of the feistiest and biggest supporters of PHNX, Tina put it very well when she says, we ain't afraid of anyone. Tina even knew that I wasn't a personal trainer, Tina. So you know what? I guess that just goes to show. Pretty smart lady. Right. I was going to say, right. But Jose Roman. Let's talk about this for a minute because I've been on an island by myself for quite a while on this one. I think people, and this isn't to pat myself on the back, but it's to give my guy some kudos right here. Dave Hickey, for the last, what, five, six, seven years, all you hear is Dave's in over his head. Mid-major Dave. He doesn't know what he's doing. All of those people that were bashing Dave Hickey, saying that he doesn't know what he's doing, are silent now. Now it's, oh, well, Arizona basketball's back. Well, you better give Dave, to quote Birdman, you better put some respect in his name because this is a guy that did what a lot of people didn't think was possible, getting rid of Sean Miller and bringing in a guy that reestablished Arizona basketball in the manner in which we see fit. And I think that uh, uh, Nina Ubinas, and I'm sorry if I uh, mispronounced your name, um, she put it very well when she said, Tommy Lloyd is worthy of the Ludolson mantle. And... As somebody that grew up watching Lute Olsen, and I mention this all the time, first game watching him was 92-93 against New Orleans, watched every single game after that. There were two things about Lute Olsen that stuck out over every other coach that they would play. First of all, he didn't swear. I don't have a problem with swearing. <laughs> you know, as Saul said, that's, you know, that's, but I don't like coaches that just swear to swear just to, yell. to get right. into people's faces. I have no problem swearing. Lute, that just wasn't who Lute was. Yep. The other thing, too, is if Lute had better players than you, and keep in mind, you know, for these young bucks like Shane, who weren't even born yet, or Sean, or Totree, all these guys, from 88 to 03, Arizona basketball was one of the five best programs in the entire country by any metric. Duke, Arizona, Kansas, Kentucky, Arizona. And when you played Arizona, you knew two things, that you were going to go against a team that was going to fly up and down the court. They were going to take advantage of the better athletes that they had right there. And again, this is this is feels so much like that. You watch his demeanor, you watch his composure. This is a man that just gets it. And I can't really put it in any better way than that. He gets it. And I'll circle back to that in a minute. But back to what you were saying with Tiki, how many times did we hear when this whole investigation was going on 
how everything came out about Sean Miller, whether it was this, that, et cetera. How many knee-jerk reactions did we have to say, you got to back the coach, you got to get rid of the coach yeah. right now? But he didn't do any of that. Right. He was very calculated. He watched the way things planned out. And you got to bet damn well he had some insight before doing what he did with Sean Miller to see if Lloyd, to see if some of these other guys were options. Right. And once that change was made, it was a very quick, smooth transition. And I think deep down he knew confidently we had our guy and fans later saw that. And, and very fans shortly. saw it because again, this wasn't the no name. This wasn't the big name hire. This wasn't Louisville bringing in Rick Pitino from the Boston Celtics. This wasn't, uh, you know, Bill Self going to Kansas. This was a guy that was essentially the right-hand man at Gonzaga, which is awesome. But at the end of the day, that's still Gonzaga. Not a lot of people knew he got his man and he has and, reestablished Arizona. And let's not play it down either. Lloyd had options for right. years mm-hmm. to go other places. For sure. And it shows the quality of coach he is. He It shows what he's abil- his ability, what he can do out there, that he sat it out and he waited for a job like this to become open. So yeah. what else What else we okay, have Okay, so again, we got a bunch of different questions right here. Um, Jed, Jed Fish was right here. The other thing, too, about Arizona athletics now is the family-type feel that has reemerged here. Jed Fish, a lot of people think that when Jed Fish shows up to something in his front row – Oh, that's just a photo op. You and I were watching. No, it's, it's, you and I were watching Jet legit. Fish partially because of the person that he was sitting next yes. to, um, which who had a very elaborate uh, ensemble. I'll put it to you like that. But Jet Fish, when people he didn't even know people are looking at him. He's you know he's cracking jokes with people. He's giving knucks. He's giving fist bumps. He, he's not there to be there. Like right. you know you would see with someone or some of these other guys who would sit with President Robbins courtside. Jet Fish is here because he's fully bought into the Arizona Athletics communities. You had. St- Students yeah. coming up to him, tapping him on the shoulder, and he would turn around and talk to you for five minutes like you're a normal guy. And the easiest thing for people to do, and why Arizona, again, Arizona athletics is such a unique position right here, is everybody knows that. And again, sorry, Mike, take a breath. I'm I'm stoked, my man. I ain't taking a breath. I'll I'll sleep. We'll be, we'll be here all night. I'll, if we I'll, have I'll, to. I'll sleep. I'll sleep when I can. But. Arizona, what makes Arizona unique, and we talked about this before, Tucson is the biggest small city ever in that it's a city of a million plus, but everybody basically knows each other and everything revolves around the university because quite frankly, that's what it, that's what that is, you know? Um, And so if you've got coaches that are approachable, like a Tommy Lloyd, like a Jed Fish, if you've got an administration that appreciates that, it makes things so much easier. We had a lady behind us who couldn't have been older than probably 21, who's just screaming her, just screaming nonstop the entire game. And it even got to the point where me, who screams the entire game, was almost like, just settle down. But then I realized, I'm like, this is our moment right here. No, We've been through enough we of this. We deserve it. We've been through the fire. We've had enough of this right here. So, And just to hit on that, I think I think it's a great point. And you've obviously been a, a T-Loco your whole life. And, you know, I've moved out to California the last three or four years. And I've been able to come back to campus a couple of times. Things have been weird with the pandemic. But whether Ben's, it's, making, whether, Ben's wh- making that AT&T money right there. Well, yeah. Whether it's whether it's Vegas, whether it's, you know, the Pac-12 tournament, right. whatever it may be, even if it's not Tucson, just being around everybody, whether it's fans, media, coaches, there's a community effort and vibe that I haven't seen, right? at least in my time, getting to Arizona in 2014 and beyond, right? that just seems different. Yes. Everybody seems happier. Everybody seems bought in. It's a true community, athletic I, community that you just I haven't will, seen right. before. So let's look forward a little bit before, uh, before, we, sign off, before we sign off here. 
looking ahead now to the conference or to the uh, pack or uh, the NCA tournament, which yep. we'll have, we'll have full coverage of tomorrow. I'm going to be driving back tomorrow, but I'll have a live, I'll have a live stream up when I get back. I'll be informing Shane of that in just a few minutes right here. But um, you look at Arizona and do you want the number one in the West? Do you want the number one in the South? To me, it's all arbitrary at this point. I don't really care. I want the West, but I don't really care. Right. Exactly. I mean, now, no. one thing I will tell everybody out there that is so much, that is so worried about, are you going to be playing in the, uh, you know, we want the West. Arizona's 0-5, I believe, in Anaheim in the last uh, uh, five Elite Eight. So, but that's something to that's something to remember. It's not like you going there immediately just makes you going to win. I know, but again, I, I mean, we talked about it at the top, right? That stigma of we've got to get away from that mindset of matchups, limitations, etc. Right. What happened in the past is the past. Right. For I, sure. I don't care. Oh, I agree. I totally. So again, teams you look at, and one thing I got to give a, a a tip of the cap to you right there is UCLA because UCLA don't care what anybody says. UCLA is damn good. If they were to play in the Final Four, I would not, in the least bit, be surprised. Yeah. Because and if these ple- and you know to quote you, this is a famous Mike Luke uh, quote. If these teams played five or six times, it's very hard to determine who would win. Exactly three to four. UCLA out of period is one of the five to ten best teams in the country. Now they're not as good as Arizona, and Arizona has certainly that proven tonight. that multiple times already this season. But this is a big win though for Arizona because UCLA is back. And I, I bring it back a little bit to when I was growing up, and it was Lute Olson and Jim Herrick going at it. And you were, and uh, those were two of the top five, six, seven programs in the entire country. This team is, both of these teams are back, and they're not going anywhere. And you can tell that from a recruiting perspective. Yes. So if these teams were to match up again in the Final Four, I don't, you know, again, I don't really know, but it wouldn't surprise me in the least. But you look at Arizona's wins right now on the season. You've got UCLA twice. You've got a Tennessee team that just won the SEC. Illinois is going to be a top four or five seed. And again, I'm, I know I'm blanking on somebody else out there. But you've got a you've got a win law. You've got a resume right there where you're not scared of anybody. So again, and maybe this is maybe this is just me being cool from my seat. I don't care about Kentucky. I don't care about Duke. If Arizona plays its game, it can win. Yeah, I mean, and then that's what it comes down to. I took some time this morning just to to hop on the old Twitter and send some DMs. I reached out to our guy Aaron Torres at Fox uh-huh. and a couple of national guys and said, listen, man, you know, is there something we're missing here? I mean, when you look at the way Arizona's played right. the last week, the last couple of months, right. where does this team stand? And on, You know, the majority of the answers, 95% of them were honestly, Ben, to me, this could be the best team in the country. Exactly. And there's no shame and bias in any of that. And these are people who have no incentive, no buy into Arizona whatsoever. And you have national people left and right saying, yeah. I think Seth Davis put it best when Seth Davis has certainly not been a fan of Arizona this year. Seth Davis has been one of the guys that when everybody else has Arizona three, Seth Davis has them at 11. But Seth Davis hit the nail on the head when he said Arizona's A game is better than anybody else's A game out there. And you know who else brings the A game is go PHNX. Here's the deal. You got all the best coverage in the state right there. You got the Coyotes. You got the Cardinals. You got the Suns. You got the Sun Devils. The uh, You've got basically anything you need. This network has it. Go to the website. Get a membership. You get some free, nice little free perks in there. You get some free merchandise. Hit subscribe on the AZ Wildcats podcast. Perhaps and, a back the A t-shirt could be some of that merchandise. You know what? It was just, it was a limited time offer, but it's something we're going to be working on. So we'll get into that. But before I sign off here, um, I can't thank the people enough around me. First of all, Ben, 
you came out here Appreciate on you. your own dime for, you know, helping out, you know. Happy to be here. You Love were, it. You were absolutely fantastic. You've always been great to me. We got Sean DePaz right to you on the other side. Sean, I want everybody to get in here real quick. I know this might be a little corny, but come on. Because, honestly, this doesn't happen without everybody in here. Uh, Michaela Perkins isn't here, but anything social media related, uh, she, you know, was inspired or helped by her. Toe Tree, hop in here, right here. This won't hurt you with your ASU piece. She's grinning. But, again, these guys back here, these are the ones that made everything happen right here. These are the ones that are putting up with me texting uh, spontaneously at 11 o'clock this morning saying, hey, I got to get Reggie Geary on. Can one of you guys make that happen? And they make that happen without, uh, you know, with no questions. So, again, very, very, co- very comfortable to have this entire team right uh, right behind me. And uh, uh, and John Schuster, yeah, who gets John, a big shout out for John, working with you throughout the season. John Schuster right now. And John Schuster right now was Mac McKayla, get in here. John Schuster was a guy that um, has been with me from day one. He will be with uh, us during the uh, Pac-12 tournament. But again, Michaela's a rock star as well. Um, all of you, you made it great. Having a guy like Saul Bookman in the back uh, supporting me the way he has has been absolutely fantastic. But for everybody out there, again, thank you so much for listening. I will be back with everybody tomorrow uh, when I get back. It's going to be a long drive. Oh, there you go, Wildcat right there. There you go. So, so it's a Sun Devil right and, there and doing that. you know that. what? These are the people that I'm going to get let give a pass for. But for everybody back there, for Saul Bookman back in the studio, and again, uh, Gorilla Tech, if I did make you cry, I'm trying to make you cry right there. <laughs> but again, thanks so much for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.